Good morning. Uh, you have a godsend as an interim pastor. I don't know if you know that. Uh, I have worked with several churches, and I have seen several interim pastors, and uh, Brother Tom's at the top of the list. So I appreciate you guys. I always love coming to Akron. Uh, I love it because I believe you guys love Jesus. Whoa. I believe it because you guys want to do uh, God's work. I believe, I believe that. I believe there's some good, solid Christians here. And uh, this is the first, I've got to say, I have never seen less smiles preaching to you guys than I see right now. So uh, maybe it's the mask. I just, uh, but uh, I, I really appreciate you guys. And, and you're always smiling and you're always happy. And, and uh, it's great to be able to come together. But God is a great God. And he's worthy to serve. All right? I thank God for our country. Anybody else thank God for our country? I thank God for our freedom. Our freedom in Christ. July 4th represents freedom to me. I, I think of freedom when I think of July 4th. And uh, this being the Sunday, the weekend of July 4th, if you will. Uh, I went to the internet. I think we all go to the internet from time to time. And I found some... Uh, scriptures, or not some scriptures, but some quotes uh, on freedom, and I thought I would share those if that's all right with you. Some from presidents, some from uh, other leaders, but uh, just, just a few here. Uh, freedom, in any case, is only possible by constant struggling for it. That's Albert Einstein. I don't think you had to be a brain surgeon to, to understand that's the truth. Franklin Delano Roosevelt said, in the truest sense, freedom cannot be bestowed. It must be achieved. If you're not ready to die for it, put the word freedom out of your vocabulary, so said Malcolm X. Barack Obama said, my liberty depends on you being free too. When you open your heart to patriotism, there is no room for prejudice. The Bible tells us how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. We must speak our minds openly, debate our disagreements honestly, but always pursue solidarity. Donald Trump. Our founding father, John Adams, said, You will never know how much it has cost my generation to preserve your freedom. I hope you make good use of it. Even John Lennon gets in on it. He says, tame birds sing about freedom. Wild birds fly. You always know the mark of a coward. A coward hides behind freedom. A brave person stands in front of freedom and depends it and defends it for others. That's Henry Rollins. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on to them to do the same. Or one day we will spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it was like once in the United States where men were free. I appreciate, I appreciate our freedom. Can I do this? If, and, and we're talking about American freedom and we're going to talk about other freedoms. matter of fact, the, the title of my message today is Freedom. And uh, if, if you are a member of the armed forces, if you are a member of our armed forces, will you stand? Let us give you a hand real quick. 
Can we do that this morning? Amen. Amen. I love, I love being able to worship God without fear. Being able to serve Christ like we do. We are living in some crazy times. This COVID pandemic is crazy. I want to be free of these, these things. Anybody else feel that way? They drive me nuts. I think they're good. And I appreciate you guys wearing them. I think, I think we need to do that. I think that's a small thing that, that we have been asked to do. I, I appreciate that. But man, I would like to be free of these things. I, I, I keep thinking, when I get old, I'm going to be able to tell my grandkids, you won't believe it, but, but we had a time when we couldn't even go to church because of sickness. And the people when we came back to church were so ugly like Jeff Guttermuth, he had to wear a mask to come to church. So I told him, I, I told him this morning, I said, Brother, you look better than I've ever seen you look. So and and I I appreciate our freedom, but but we are in a crazy time, and I'd like to be free from this COVID. I'd like to be free from some of these crazy riots and things that are going on. We live in a, a crazy time. Can't we just love everybody? You know, Jesus loved everybody. What's wrong with just loving everybody? The song says, Jesus loved all the little children, all the little children of the world. Red, yellow, black, and white. They are precious in his sight. Everybody's important to Jesus. All lives matter to Jesus. You see, I wish we as a church really understood how important it is that we would love others enough to care about their freedom. Do we actually as a church care enough about those that are not in these walls to love them enough to tell them about Jesus? You see, we're going to talk a little bit about freedom. And brother, some people think they're free, but they're not. You know that? I keep forgetting I'm on TV. Hey guys, everybody out on Facebook. I told you I'd been there before, but I like to walk. I like to move. But, but just because you think you're free doesn't mean you're always free. I'm going to read a passage of Scripture in John. <clears throat> And we're going to look a little bit about freedom. I am proud to be an American. I'm proud to be free. But I want you to know I'm proud to be a Christian. And I am proud to be free. Question is, is are we really free? Are you free? How do you know? What is freedom? Well, we're going to look at some of that, but we're going to start by reading our scripture. In John chapter 8, <clears throat> we'll start reading at verse 31. I'm going to be preaching about an hour and a half, so you probably ought to stand while I read, just so we can get the blood flowing a little bit. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to preach that long. But uh, John chapter 8, verse 31 says, So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed on him, If you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine. 
and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never yet been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave of sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son does remain forever. So, if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, yet you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. I speak the things which I have seen with my father. Therefore, you also do the things you heard from your father. And they answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, If you are Abraham's children, do the deeds of Abraham. But as it is, you are seeking to kill me, a son or a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God. This Abraham did not do. You are doing the deeds of your father. And they said to him, We are not born of fornication. We have one father, God. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would have loved me. For I proceeded forth and have come from God. I have not come on my own initiative, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I'm saying? Is it because you cannot hear my word? You are of your father the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks, a lie. He speaks from his own nature. He is a liar and the father of lies. <clears throat> but because I speak the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I speak the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears the words of God. For this reason, you do not hear them, because you are not of God. Let's pray. Father, your word is already blessed. I know that. Father, I pray that you would bless me this morning as I speak it, that your word would go forth in truth and love. And Father, we could learn more about following you in freedom. Father, we thank you so much for our country. We thank you for our ability to come together this morning and serve you like many other churches are doing. And Father, I pray for your protection of our churches. I pray for our country in this COVID pandemic. I pray for uh, all the, the protests and the riots and that your will would, would take precedence in our hearts, Father. We love you and thank you for all you do in your name. Amen. So, what is freedom? Freedom, that means I can do whatever I want. Well maybe there's a lot of people that have a lot of different views of freedom, but my freedom, my definition of freedom, or my thought of freedom is not you doing whatever you want. That's not freedom to me. It's not even me doing whatever I want. I think there's some, some different thoughts with freedom. I think uh, if you look it up, I went to, did I mention I went to Google once? I went to Google to see what Google thought freedom was. And if you, Google, if you Google a definition of freedom, they'll tell you it's the power or right to act, speak, or think 
as one wants without hindrance or restraint. I was kind of okay with that definition of freedom, thinking about it that way. Though I've, I've got some limitations that I would like to throw in there. I think our freedom should have some limits if you're really going to be truly free. Otherwise, you're the only one that's free. Nobody else is. So um, to, to really understand freedom, to really know what freedom is, I think we need to look at the antonym of freedom. So I looked up the antonym of freedom, and I, I found out that the antonym would be bondage or captivity or compulsion, constraint, imprisonment, oppression, servitude, slavery. Those, those are the antonyms. So if you really want to know what freedom is, I think if you look at the antonym, it helps us get a better picture. So am, am I really in bondage? Well, I, I really don't think I'm in bondage. I don't consider myself being in bondage. I might not be able to travel overseas and do what I want to do right now because of different constraints that's going on or not having enough money. But I'm not in bondage. Am I a slave? No, I'm, I'm not a slave. Now, I, I may not be able to get the exact job that I want. I may not get the promotion that I want. I may feel like I'm a slave sometime at work, but they're paying me to be there, brother. That, I'm showing up because I want to do my job, but if they didn't pay me, I probably wouldn't show up. And I wouldn't get in trouble, I'd get fired. You with me? That's not, that's not slavery, that's work. There's a difference. Sometimes it feels that way. I'm not imprisoned. I'm not behind a jail cell this morning, I'm thankful for that. I'm not really oppressed. We live in a, a place where our government's not coming in and, and taking things from us. I've got some friends that live in Honduras. And there are some times that their government has done some things that, that maybe wasn't what it should be doing. You hear about other countries, and, and they can't get medical things. They can't get... Our government sent us 1200 bucks a piece, guys. Are you with me? We're not oppressed by our government. Sometimes we're spoiled by our government. Sometimes we need to suck it up and, and stand on our own a little better. We're not oppressed. We, we are free in this country, as free as I, I feel like we can be. And I thank God for that freedom. Freedom is the ability to choose. You've got that ability today to choose. You can be free. But let me ask you, is the alcoholic free? you really talk to an alcoholic and they've come through that they'll tell you they've been in bondage but the alcoholic is free he can he can do what he wants he can drink as much as he wants he's free he has a choice he gets to drink when he wants and where he wants and and how much he wants you can't be more free than an alcoholic how about the meth addict is the meth addict free? Oh, they get the joy of shooting up anytime they want. They, they get to make up their own mind. They don't have to worry about anything else. That they can do that. It's illegal, 
but man, they can, they can figure out a way to do it. They're free to do it. Even though the laws say don't do it, they have freedom so they can, can do their meth and they don't have to worry about it. But if you go and you talk to and counsel with people that have been on drugs, they'll tell you it's not freedom. It's bondage. It's slavery. It's impossible to get away from, some will tell you. Even smoking. Is the smoker free? Well, sure. Well, I can't, I can't smoke in the stores anymore. That's been a few years now. But man, when that first started, was there an uproar? But, but you're free to smoke. You can, you can do that. It's your choice. But talk to the person who's tried to quit, and they'll tell you, I can't. Keeps coming back on me over and over again. There's no freedom there. I'm struggling with this. How about the person who's hooked on porn? How about the liar or the glutton or the worrier? How about the TV addict? The one who really doesn't get things done because you're sitting around binge-watching Netflix. How about the gamer? You see, we can pick out the, the, the sins that we want and we can say, and look, they're stuck. They're not free. They're a slave to that sin. But the Bible says be careful when you start pointing at other sins and trying to pick the splinter out of their eye because you have a log in your own eye. Every person sitting in this room has struggled with a sin. You may not be a, a meth addict. You may not have been an alcoholic. But every person in this room has struggled with sin. Sin is a problem. Sin, sin will take away your freedom. It does. It takes away your freedom. And the problem is, often people are deceived. If you've got your Bible still open, you may want to hold it open. I'm going to look at a few verses there. <coughs> you don't have to. I'm in the same passage. Same passage there. I'm going to look at verse uh, 35 of John chapter 8. It says, the slave does not remain in the... I'm sorry, that's the wrong one. I got my page flipped here. Let me try again. There we go. 31, verse 31. It says, So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed him, If you continue in my word, then you are truly my disciples. If you will know the truth, the truth will make you free. Did, did you, let me, let me just stop there. This is not part of my message. <clears throat> but when it's talking about continuing in my word there, it's not just saying you read your Bible daily. You with me? This would, this would go back to the thought of abiding in Christ. This goes back to the thought of you aligning yourself up with what God wants. So if you're continuing in God's word, in other words, you are taking God's word and you are patterning your life after God's word, then you are truly his disciple. Are you with me there? 
That's his word. I think we can infer one more thing there. If I can go to meddling just a little bit. If you're not doing that, and you're not trying to follow God, and you're not trying to pattern yourself after God's word, I think you can infer that maybe you're not God's disciple. You with me? Now, we're going to talk about freedom, and we're going we're to tie this all together. But, but really, to be a disciple of Christ means that you need to align yourself with Him and put yourself under Christ's authority and put yourself in line with what God wants you to do as a Christian if you want to be His disciple. That, I think that's inferred there. That, that's, that was bonus, guys. That's not even part of it. So we're going to go on. And they answered, We are Abraham's descendants, and we have never yet been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Now, if you've studied your Bible a little bit, that statement should rock your boat. Because during this time, do you know who was in power? Come on. God's in power ultimately, but who is in power in this region, in the country? Rome. Rome. Hey, we've never been slaves. We've never been under anyone's. They were then under the Roman authority. Have you studied your Jewish history? Did you, did you read the parts where they got carried into captivity? They're sitting here saying, oh, we've never been slaves. Not us. We're Abraham's seed. Abraham's seed's always been free. Abraham's seed went in and out of captivity for years and years and years. How about Moses? Do you remember that? Seemed like they were in Egypt for a while, brother. How about that? They were slaves, but, but here they're saying, hey, we have never been a slave. And, you know, I, I think, if I can say this, that's, that's the way we are sometimes with our sin. We are in bondage to that sin. But we don't recognize that. See, they were slaves to sin. Being able to sin as much as you want is not true freedom, guys. It's bondage. It's Satan's lies. Look at the next verse. Jesus answered, answered them, Truly I say to you, everyone who commits sin is the slave of sin. Wow. See, freedom in Christ is not being perfect and living sinless. Freedom in Christ is being forgiven in spite of our sin. Now, that's good preaching right there. You've got to listen close to get it. But freedom in Christ is not being perfect or without sin. Freedom in Christ is being forgiven of our sin. Freedom in Christ is that he loves us in spite of our sin. What's the difference then as a Christian? Does sin enslave us? I think sin causes bondage, period. I think that's a truth. 
no matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile, a Christian, or, or not Christian, when you sin, there is a bondage involved with that. So how does this freedom thing work? The Bible tells me that I owe a debt I could not pay. But he, Jesus, paid a debt that he did not owe. Let's look at verse 31 again. It says, if you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Do you know what happens? Here, let me, let me just tell you what happens. As, as we are going along in life, we are doing our own thing, and we are sinning, and we are not really worrying about anything. Sometimes it doesn't even matter if it hurts others or whatever. But then one day you might stop and realize and think, wow, I've been doing this and that's not correct. And you may realize that there is a creator who created this earth and put us here and that we're here for a purpose. And you may realize that what you've been doing is wrong. What you've been doing is sin. You may realize that the wage of that sin is death. The Bible tells you that. The wages of sin is death. Because you sin, because you've done your own thing, because of your selfishness and your black heart, you deserve to die and go to hell. But, my favorite word in the Bible is but. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. You see, here's where freedom comes. There is a payment that has to be made for sin. And you are a sinner. So you are in bondage to that sin. And one day, you may think you're getting away with it, but one day there's going to be a payday for that sin. When does that payday come? may come sooner for others and later for others. But one day, there will be a payday. But Jesus has already paid the price. Do you get that? That bondage that chains you to sin, you don't have to be chained for that sin. You don't have to spend eternity in hell because of that sin. You with me? Because Jesus paid the price and he freed us from that bondage when he died on the cross for us. It's not a hard concept, guys. Listen with me, okay? We still sin. We are tempted. We blow it. We are weak, pathetic. Matter of fact, if you'll study your Bible, you'll, you'll find that the angels even looked down from heaven and said, God, what is man that you are mindful of him? In other words, the, the angels were saying, man is so pathetic and weak, why do you even give him the time of day, God? God's response was, I created him in my own image. I love him. He, he is who I want to be in a relationship with. I love him so much that I give my only son to die on the cross for him. If you've got kids... You understand God's heart. The 
because when my child messes up, it breaks my heart. I want them to do right, but I'm going to forgive them. When they come to me and say, Dad, I'm sorry, their slate is wiped clean. You with me? I forgive them, and I love them. Let's look, let's look at a little more here. Look at verse 35. It says, The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son does remain forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. Now that's a little bit of a weird verse, and if you just read that, you're going to think, that's kind of strange. What does that mean? But if you'll think about it, it'll make a lot of sense to you. It says, the slave does not remain in the house forever. Now, did you just read the verse before? It says that, that we are a slave to sin. That, that's my paraphrase. But we're a slave to sin. And since we're a slave to sin, we do not remain in the house forever. Now, in other words, if you go back, and they understood slavery in those times. If you go back and you understood that if you had a slave that was not doing exactly what you wanted or you didn't really appreciate them as much, you could trade them or get rid of them. They didn't stay in the house. You could, you could move them out to the field. You could, you could uh, give them to your neighbor. You could sell them. Uh, they were yours to do with what you wanted. That was the slave. And if you're a bond of sin, then that's what happens. And one day, you'll be traded, and you'll go to hell for eternity. Unless, unless the son sets you free because see the son does abide in the house forever why what makes the difference well the son has the bloodline he is the heir he gets it all and you and i when we become christians are joint heirs with christ Amen. Honk your horn, do something. Okay? Amen. That's good preaching right there, guys. We are, we are joint heirs with Christ. That means we get to say. We get to take care of the Father's business. Now, I grew up on a farm. Um, and, and during certain times... Of crop season, whether it was tobacco or, or hay, we would often hire some other people. And uh, if you ever worked with me, you know I'm not scared to roll up my sleeves and get dirty and, and do whatever. Uh, I, I grew up that way. I was taught that way. But when we would have hired people come in, it would drive me nuts sometimes that they didn't have the same attitude about getting stuff done as I did. They were on the clock. You with me? They were hourly pay. So they were good to go to the water fountain and stay for 20, 30 minutes. Now, I wasn't opposed to going and getting a drink. But, but we had a job to do, and I was wanting to get it done. I had a place in the house, and I wanted to take care of Dad's business of getting it done. You with me? Guys, we have a place in the house, and we need to take care of Dad's business and get the work done. Some of you Christians are acting like hourly workers. You're coming in and sitting and not doing anything. Guys, that should not be the case. You see, where true freedom comes in, where true freedom 
comes in is that we understand that Christ died for us. We understand that we are joint heirs with him. We understand that my sins have been paid for. And when I mess up, when I mess up, I hurt that I have disappointed the Father. And I want to do what's right. And I mess up again and again, guys. You understand that. But true freedom comes in in the fact that Jesus has paid the price for my sins and I'm forgiven. That's where your freedom comes in. Without Christ, there is no true freedom. Without Christ, there is no independence. Brother, I still have time where I can choose what I'm going to do. But because, sorry Paul, but because, because I love God, I want to align myself. See how it comes back around? I want to align myself with what God wants. You see, down deep in my heart, I want to follow Christ. Down deep in my heart, I want what God wants. I want His will to be done. My selfish flesh takes over sometime and I blow it. But I truly want to follow Christ. That's what the Bible was talking about earlier. Remember when I was talking about lining ourselves up with God? We've got to align ourselves with Christ, guys. We've got to study His Word enough that we want our life to follow after Him. Why do we come and learn at Bible study and, and church? And we want to know more about Christ, not because we have to or because we're a slave, but because we're free to choose. And because I'm free to choose, I'm going to choose to do what's right because I love Christ. You with me? It's about love. It's not about bondage. It's about freedom. It's not about being enslaved. Verse 42. Jesus said to them, If you were, if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded for and have come from God. For I have not even come on my own initiative, but he has sent me. See, freedom is not free. Freedom comes at a cost. And your freedom has been paid for through the blood of Christ. Here's the question. What are you going to do with Christ? That's what you've got to choose. You have that freedom to choose. 